When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, mother lovers, to a brand new episode of Last Call at McLaren's. I am your host, Josh, here, joined with my best bud, John. How are you doing, man? Listen up, my fellow mother lover. I am doing fucking great. Yes. If I was one of those young kids today, I'd be saying I'm fucking mint. (laughs) Is that a thing that they still say? I don't know. (laughs) I don't even know anymore, man. (laughs) So, listen here, mother lovers. We have had such a great fucking week, and we've been having such a great time bringing you guys season two that we're going to kick off this episode with something we don't usually do at the top, but we do at the bottom. And get your minds out of the gutters, because it ain't that. Josh has a review. Yes, we got a a five-star review uh, over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, So guys, if you like what you're listening to, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Leave us five-star review. We will read it on air just like I'm about to do right now uh, from user Prince Kai Fan Pod, a podcast uh, titled, This Podcast is Steak Sauce. Steak Sauce. That's right. It says, have you listened to the new How I Met Your Mother podcast? I was so happy to find such a fun podcast reliving one of the best sitcoms of all time. Each episode reminds of the brilliance of the show, its writers, and the incredible cast. Episodes feature witty banter between besties, that's us, uh, (laughs) fun facts and behind-the-scenes content, and some A1 commentary. If you're a fan of How I Met Your Mother, then grab a pineapple and a seat at your favorite booth, because this podcast is legend. Wait for it, and I hope you're not lactose intolerant, because the second half of that word is dairy that's right thank you man that's a such a great review thank you so much cheers for the five star i appreciate it as much as i know josh does Mm -hmm. love hearing that just the thing that i i love the most about getting the reviews is just knowing that we have people who are enjoying what we're doing you know what i mean it it is it's absolutely wonderful (laughs) to have somebody be like hey we know you guys are doing this just for you but we're enjoying listening. I mean, we're enjoying putting out the goddamn content. I mean, it's fun. Yeah. I, I have a lot of fun when I get to record with Josh because, you know, growing up best friends and being brothers, this is one of those things that, like, can't describe it. But when I'm recording with Josh, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Like, the world can't touch me. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, so I'm the FBI glad- boots in your door and takes you away. And I just keep the show going. It's cool. I got it. <laughs> I mean, you could. You could definitely carry this show by yourself, bro. You've got this down to a fine science. It definitely would not be as fun, though. I'm just that. here for the witty banter and the uh, sometimes caught stuff. There it is. There it is. Uh, so uh, I also want to mention, if you haven't checked it out yet, we did start reviewing How I Met Your Father, the new spinoff series to, to this. Uh, it just dropped this past week on Hulu. Uh, if you are outside of the United States, I apologize. It has not dropped yet. Uh, for most of the world, it will come out, uh, I think, March 9th. Yeah, on, so on the outside chance places. that you're listening to this or watching this <clears throat> and you're not in the United States, do not listen to that or watch that yeah. because it is very uh, spoiler heavy. Yes. And, I mean, we're we're very 
respectful to those people who can't, and we apologize, you know. Yes. But soon, but soon, once once you're able to watch it, just go back. It'll be there, oh, yeah. waiting for you. You know, uh, I labeled them in the podcast feed as season ten, so they will all be together in their own uh, like kind of section of the podcast feed. So be sure uh, to check that out. You you don't want to miss any of that when you get the chance. It was fun. It was a good ride. And I'm excited to continue doing that every uh, every week. Speaking but of good rides brings right. us to today's episode. Yes, we are going to serve up our own brand of justice for season Aldrin two, episode justice. six. Yes, Aldrin Justice. Look, uh, such a good episode. I'm man. pretty I, sure I in the last episode, episode we recorded, I com I made the comment about how one of my favorite lines in this show is. That's a penis. That's a and penis. It was literally the next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I mean Oh, because uh, they were talking about the skyscraper. Yeah. They're talking about he she shows Ted shows her the, the druther uh the drumming uh blueprint. And I'm like, that's a penis. That's a penis. Yeah. This was the, the Ted Ted Mosby architect episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So great episode. Yeah, uh, I didn't realize that it was because like I didn't look ahead at what episodes were coming after. Um, I knew I knew it was the season, like, but I didn't realize it was going to be right away. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. This. I thought it was a few episodes, at least a few episodes uh, later. But nah, man, they went right into it and gave us uh, some penis action. I still <laughs> wish I could see that building, man. I want to see it so bad. I want to know what is underneath that that sheet. I just want to know what they actually had on set underneath that thing. I just, I don't know that. And I just, I want to see it. I want to see this pink marble building. It would be hilarious. All right. So season two, episode six, Aldrin Justice, originally aired on October 23rd of 2006, directed by Pamela Fryman, of course, written by uh, Jamie Ronheimer. This is a first timer to How I Met Your Mother. Very first episode uh, writing. Uh, he goes on. Actually, I don't know if it's a he or she, to be totally honest with you. It's a, it could be either. Jamie could be either. Uh, they go on to write some uh, some great other episodes like uh, Old King Clancy, uh, ah. Slaps Giving Two. Oh, man. Revenge and, of the Slap. Yeah, and Robots versus Wrestlers. Some great, great stuff there. So uh, it's, it's no surprise that their first time out, they put out a, a, a great episode like this. They one. put out a banger. Yeah. The, if the kids, I mean, I still say that. I don't know if the kids still say that. I don't care if the kids say it. <laughs> I was just teasing you with the. I, I'm always a little bit behind. Fucking me. I'm always a little bit behind on this slang, but I don't care. Oh, I, yeah. I like to, I like to I'm it. out there every weekend <laughs> partying it up with these kids, man. And yeah, I'm writing know. down that fresh slang in my notebook so I can come back here. <laughs> Just to use my new vocabulary here on the podcast. Hey, man, you should be doing that. If you aren't doing that, then you definitely should be doing that. Look, give us a little, give us a little. You're younger spice. than I am. You get out there with your fucking. I'm notebook. only younger by 37 days. Get yeah, off well, my job. 37. Get out there. Get off my job. I'm closer to 40 than 30. <laughs> yes, we are. Yes, we are, folks. Uh, we're aging ourselves now. I apologize for that. <laughs> All right, so uh, the, <laughs> the summary for this, I, I was very tempted to write down the Hulu summary because it's so much better, but I'll be honest, I've enjoyed mocking these uh, fandom wiki summaries uh, throughout each of these episodes, <laughs> so, I, so I just went with this one, which reads, Ted gets Lily a job as an office assistant at his architecture firm. Barney tries to, to seduce Marshall's law professor. That's it. That's not as bad as some Plain of them have been. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, at least this one actually, like, it gives you more of an idea of what's going on. Yeah, it definitely flat out tells you, but there's no, like, there's no, I don't know, there's no excitement to it at all. So <laughs> can you remember, can just you so remember clinical. the other one? No, I can't. I'd have to look it back up. I don't I don't remember what it was. But it was definitely better than, uh, than that. So, but, you know, is what it is. All right, so we get into the episode. Starts off Lily trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life now that she's, you know, she's not an artist. She's not teaching anymore. You know, she's finally back in the city and everything. What is she going to do with her life? She says she wants to find her passion, John. And she comes back with many, many options. So we've got a life coach. 
Then the second one made me laugh because it's something that comes back. And it came back in, in uh, I mean, I don't want to do spoilers, but into the other show, uh, a marine biologist. Dude. So it's like, I, th- I feel like Carter uh, and Craig must love the idea of a marine biologist. I don't know. Maybe they know me, uh, marine biologists. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. But that was our second one. We got a slam poet, a beekeeper, which I thought was hilarious because that does come back around later on in the show. That series. one definitely does. But then I love how, like, moments later, she walks in the door all stung up and she's like, <laughs> not a beekeeper. Not a beekeeper. <laughs> but, but what I find hilarious is that she wanted to be a beekeeper. And then later on, it's her father who does it. Well, yeah, you know. So not like, only does not only does she doesn't fall far bees, from she doesn't fall far the from the tree in the basement though. It's true. She doesn't fall far from the far from the uh, the rotten tree though. If you know what I'm saying. I mean, uh, and then the last one that uh, we we hear is singer in a punk rock band. I dig that. I dig that. <laughs> I don't know. I I, I, know I I'd like to see that. You know what I mean? You know what the weird part about this part of the season is for me still is that there are many moments where um Allison Hannigan's acting still reflects a lot of like Michelle slash Willow oh, yeah. um habits. And I noticed that a lot in this episode where I'm like <clears throat> the portrayal could easily be that of Willow or um Michelle from uh, American Pie. Yeah. And I'm like it doesn't so much bug me because I love both of those characters. But knowing who Lily becomes like later on in the series, oh yeah, yeah, I'm like that kind of bugs me because I'm like, oh, she's so one dimensional. Yeah, I get that. Um, it, 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 there's not a lot you can do there. I think they hired her because of those roles, most likely. Well, probably. And so but I'm just, that's what she point, brought with it. So it, at know. this point, though, they haven't really dove into her character. She doesn't really become. Oh. She doesn't really become the Lily we all know until about. Season three, season four. Yeah, we yeah, like you so said, they really don't dive much into her. They've dove more into all of the other characters than her. Yeah, I mean, point. she doesn't really start getting developed until like near the end of the show, yeah. and it's like, oh, Lily wants to become this art consultant. Oh, Lily's moving to Italy because of this job, or you know, she's always out trying to help other people. And yeah, I mean, I get it. You know, she was one of the characters who was very well rounded right at the beginning. But that's she's true. still so not expanded upon. And yeah, that's, yeah. That's rough. Yeah, like you said, she was very well-rounded, but yeah, they just didn't do anything. Like, everybody else was kind of soaring throughout, and she just kind of stayed for a while. Yeah, like, I mean, she her. gets her moments, like, during the whole the yeah. wedding thing, she goes, like, slightly crazy. Afterwards is, like, the, the whole credit card problem, because her and Marshall are yeah. trying to buy a place. So, I mean, she gets her moments to have her thing, but, like, I mean, Marshall's got, like, everything Marshall does. And Barney's got, like, work and his fucking constant need to bang a woman. And then there's the Will Ted, won't they, with Robin. And then Barney and Robin. And Robin and Scooby. And Robin and Don. Robin and Miguel? Was that his name? Miguel. Uh, Oh, no, Gael. Gael. Oh, yeah. Because they called him Gale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then what was Cal Penn's name? Oh, it's um, what was his name? Oh my god, what was his name? It was uh, <laughs> was it Nick? No, no, I don't remember what his name. Nick was, was another guy though. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember him. And, but yeah, what was dude, his name? she had a lot of dudes. Way more than I was like thinking. Like, oh yeah, no, I was thinking about this the other day because Ted had a lot of a lot of ladies too. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? yeah. But, but they I, always point fingers yeah. at Ted because of it because like. Name that slut and all those other little games. Yeah, but I'm calling slut on Robin because Robin's done it quite a bit too. I mean, Ted's a slut, Robin's a slut, Barney's oh, a slut. Nick was the guy with the motorcycle. Yeah, who which turned out to be like a fucking like little moped that ran on like corn oil. He's uh that actor is from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Is he? Yeah, I like I liked him. Good oh, stuff. Man. Anyways, uh, so back into it, uh. She, you know, she ain't gonna do any of these options. What we do find out, though, is that she is she does have a job. She's working at this Hawaiian restaurant called Big Wave Luau, uh, and they decide they're gonna head on over there and uh, you know have a little fun. You know, 
And it's funny because at first I was like, man, this is a real dick thing to do to somebody. And then I realized, no, I would do the same thing. Oh, like, yeah. Absolutely. The exact same thing they put her through, I would do to somebody. Yeah. I love how Marshall just pulls out a Polaroid camera. <laughs> I mean, back then, all they had was yeah. flip phones, man. You remember what cameras were like on flip phones? They were all pixelated. You couldn't see shit. Yeah, I did the same thing. It was nice seeing a Polaroid camera. I gotta say, I know those things are like retro and kind of coming back lately. So, like the, you know, I, I was gonna do a kid. I was I was gonna do a kids segment here, uh, but I feel like a lot of the a lot of the kids nowadays actually do know what a Polaroid. I is. was gonna say, yeah, because nowadays you can do that again. Yeah, uh, you can get those cameras to do like instant prints and like. Yeah. Now there's like Bluetooth instant print camera printer things that print like four by sixes. Yeah. But kids, so, back in the day, it was not like the cool thing. Oh no, it was the only thing. Really, the only thing. Or you carried a camera and you would have to get film developed, and that sucked. Because yeah. yeah. God forbid you forgot what the fuck was on that camera. <laughs> or actually, at this point, you might have had a digital camera. Yeah, and maybe. that was slightly different. But I mean, still. You'd have to take the pictures and hope they turned out good in order to go home and put them on your computer. And then, yeah, oh, it was a hassle. It was a hassle. These kids don't know how good they have it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, I was thinking about this. I don't know. I don't know if a restaurant like this would exist today. Because of how racist it would be considered? Yeah, it's very, it's like cultural appropriation. Because it's like white people like pretending to like saying that they're oh, from Hawaii and all this stuff. And I'm just correct. like, like, Col- Col- uh, cancel, Col- uh, cancel culture, but absolutely shut something like that down. I'm just like, I don't, I don't think, I don't think this would happen today. I mean, shit, Johnny Rockets got shut down way before cancel culture ever came around. And that place was just a 60s, uh, 60s and 70s diner. I mean, I don't know why that one would, would, be affected it, it got shut down because it was considered untimely well, it, it was offensive to dumb. people who weren't you know i mean that, that one it, i think is is dumb but uh this one i would i could see not flying um nowadays just it was just something that because i was like because <laughs> she's pretending to be hawaiian and like yeah i'm like damn they're leaning into the to the cultural appropriation in this thing like okay well, that was that was that was a time. The the one line that really made me laugh was is they're like, "Oh, I didn't catch your name. What was your name?" Yeah, and she says her name, and she's like, "Just like our twenty one drinks, uh, you know." And I'm like, yeah. "I'm like, I wonder if that means every person's name is like the is same." Same, you know, I wondered the same. I wondered the same thing. <laughs> or or if like they all have a different quote unquote name, but they all say it means the same. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah. Either either way, or or just like if they if they just say it means just something that's kind of related. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It was a uh, it was something. Anyways, uh, so at the bar, Marshall is uh, stressing about his class, saying that his teacher is the toughest grader. Man, and she just yeah. needs to get laid. Now, because this is this is I picked this episode apart a lot for uh, ooh, okay. you know. Um, d- this is something I noticed though for the first time, and this is something you don't see <clears> often. <throat> they bought a pitcher of beer in four glasses. That's something you typically don't see. Usually, Barney's drinking on something high end. Robin has a drink. Ted usually has a bottle of beer. And Marshall usually has a bottle of beer. Not very often you see a pitcher getting passed around the table. That is very true. Um, I noticed uh, multiple times throughout this episode just the different variety of drinks. And I, there's a note later on when we get to it that I'll point it out again. But I'm just like, normally it's just they're all drinking beers. Or like they got like uh they're at like like whiskey or something, you know what yep. I mean, type of thing. But there's a lot of just dis- different types of uh, stuff going on in here, like the draft beer, like you said, not normal for them. Nope. It's usually bottles. Uh, throughout the episode, Lily's drinking wine a lot. Yeah, and I noticed there was one point where like Barney <clears throat> had like a six pack of Red Bull, <laughs> yes. which is weird because I don't know if you caught this or not. But the Red Bull was in like the six pack of like can protectors, like six pack soda. Red Bull is not sold like that. That was yeah. specifically made for the show. Yeah, yeah. There. I mean, like, I I don't. Remember. First off, 
I don't know what they were like back then, but now that you, I don't think you can get a six pack. They're in a box and it's a four box pack. of usually four. Yeah. That's my point. Or eight. I'm pretty sure there are eights, but yeah, there's also twelves. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, I thought this, I thought that same thing. I was like, huh? Okay. I, I thought it was a funny visual though. Oh, like great he visual. didn't even bother to take him off of the rings. No. He's just like, no. he's just going. Just, I love and I feel like him. that had to be hard to drink those first, like half of them. You would Cause like so? you have to have the, all the weight of all of them. Like that, that seems like so impractical, but it was, it made for a funny gag. Nonetheless. Oh, for a great one. All right. So Marshall's teacher uh, is, is described as her late forties and hot. So Barney thing he he takes this as a challenge from from Marshall, which it's not. Uh, he's he's gonna tame what he calls the cougar. Yeah, and yeah. which he proceeds to go on and describe what a cougar is. Yeah, man. And then I love the John Cougar, uh, John Cougar, uh, John Mellencamp reference. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna do what John Mellencamp couldn't. Get the cougar out. Yep, get the cougar out. Uh, so uh, then Lily comes in. And she says that she quit her job, and Robin suggests Ted uh, bring her on as his new office assistant since the previous one quit. And we get this flashback scene uh, to Ted being a real dick. Yeah, like he's a royal asshole in this scene. <laughs> yeah, so uh, him and a couple other guys are talking about lunch, and then there's this heavy set woman at her desk, which I assume is the the previous office assistant. She pulls out a container with a, a whole chicken in it, and Ted just assumes it's for the whole office and just kind of calls her out, essentially, on that. Like, oh, great, you brought lunch for the whole office. And she just runs off crying. I mean, can we point out, though, that, for one, on top yeah. of the whole salad like being there, or the whole chicken being there, there is a salad under it. It's true. It now, is. granted, she brought, like... Like eight little containers of dressings. Well, I think though, because like Ted says it later, he's uh, he says she brought twelve sides. Now I don't oh. know if he, you know, like he could have been also just like because when we go back to the bar, he's still being a dick. Oh about yeah, this. he's continuing to body shame her and try to like justify that what he said was okay. And no, dude, it's it's really not. Um, and then I, he makes the 12 sides joke, which I took as, you know, he's making a crack with the KFC and sides, but yeah, yeah. she did have a bunch of little things, uh, out there as well. well. And then I love the Barney, Barney being the one person to stick up for her. And he's like, dude, like, yeah. Um, yeah. but I thought it was weird though, because all he would, it, it essentially, I know this will mirror later on. It reminds me of the cook poo situation. This is yeah. one of those moments where, like, he kind of, like, all he has to do, and, like, he acts more sad about the cook poo situation than he does about this one when he literally fat shames this person. And then he's like, well, I mean, she had a whole chicken and 12 sides. Ugh. All you have to do is be like, I made a mistake. She had a lot of food for just herself. I thought it was for everybody. I, I couldn't even apologize fast enough. And instead, he's like, who brings that much food? Eh. Yeah. Yeah, because he's like, I should be able to assume that if somebody brings a whole chicken, then they're bringing it for No, fuck you, man. Yeah. Maybe I just want to eat a chicken. Go fuck right? off. Can't tell you how many times <laughs> I bought an entire rotisserie chicken off the Walmart deli just because it was cheaper than buying fucking something else. Oh, and then yeah. I pick apart at it for two days. Yeah, man. I, I could eat a half a fucking rotisserie chicken. Just, I could I mean, probably, eat, I I could, could I probably eat a whole thing, but like I've definitely eaten half of one in one shot. Hell yeah. yeah. I mean, first off, we're big guys. We've killed, <clears throat> undeniably, true. I've killed an entire large pizza pie by myself. I mean, I did that like two weeks ago. <laughs> I shouldn't have, that, but happens. I did. Yeah, so like uh <laughs> I I get it. Um and Ted's a dick. Flat out. There's Dude, no there are multiple points. Like I told you, he's the villain of this story. Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There are plenty of times like that. And that's why I that's what I love about our show is like we're not afraid to call the characters out on their shit and say that what they're oh, doing yeah. is fucked up. Yeah. 
because I'm going to call it like I see it, guys. And that's why you keep coming back right there. No, it's for your pretty eyes. Yeah, it is. Well, or my pretty voice, because there's more people who just listen than than watch. Your hair is really curly, baby. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, then Ted offers Lily the job. All right. So we head over to Ted's office. He's showing Lily around. And then he shows her the penis building. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's a it's definitely a penis. And it's it's might be a building. I, I don't know. We don't know. We don't <laughs> actually know what's under the sheet. I don't know. Uh, but then we finally get to meet Mr. Druthers, played by uh, the amazing Brian, Brian Cranston. Cranston. I love him. He's, he's Rest hilarious. Rest his soul. He's hilarious. What? <laughs> what? He didn't die. You don't know that. I mean, I'm pretty positive. I do know that. A lot of people have died in the last three weeks. I'm pretty sure Brian Cranston, not one of them. He is Zordon from Eltar, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> That's fair. He is. Uh, <laughs> so, Druthers. Okay, we talked about Ted being a complete dick, right? Oh, yeah. Druthers makes Ted look like a fucking saint. Oh, yeah. Dude, uh, like he is Teresa. such a douchebag. But it's, oh it's funny because he almost seems like he doesn't realize sometimes how douchey he really is. I don't think, I just don't think he cares. That's fair. Is what it is. One I, of my favorite lines in this episode is when Lily comes out and Lily goes, uh, Druthers wants to know if you're almost finished with those trees or if you're yeah. waiting for them to sprout. And then Ted goes in with the trees and he proceeds to take the same line and deliver it to Ted. <laughs> Yep. I was wondering if you were done with those trees or if you were waiting for them to sprout. And I'm like, <laughs> really oh. driving home there. Oh, yeah. And and both times, because Lily says, I, I, he stood there staring at me until I laughed. And then he does the same thing to Ted. Yep. Until Ted laughs at it. Yeah, that was funny. But I got ahead of <laughs> us. I'm sorry. No, yeah, it's fine. Uh, so this is where... Uh, he actually belittles Ted uh, in his ability as an architect and then assigns him to make those little styrofoam trees that you were just talking about. Uh, and then we flash over to uh, Barney and Marshall, who are heading over to Marshall's teacher's office. Barney is kind of talking about her like uh, like she's an animal and he's hunting her. They're hiding Dude, behind like, a little tree. He's hiding behind a little tree. It's like Steve Irwin style. Well, hello. <laughs> Uh, because in his Hi. mind, in his mind, that's that's what it is. This is a hunt for him. Oh, dude, Barney's always on the hunt, though, and that's what oh, yeah. makes him so awesome. Uh, and then so we finally get to see the teacher, and it's Jane Seymour, Dr. Quinn, medicine woman herself, and she is a good looking woman, man. I'll tell you Would what. Would you? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'm telling, I'll take a C minus. <laughs> I wouldn't have passed that class anyway. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You get it. Uh so Marshall's hesitant at first to to let him do this. Uh but he he gives in and, and Barney heads into the office, pretends to be a foreign exchange student, which I thought was funny. Uh but she kind of just sees right through that and he just goes the direct approach. And he she's kind of she's kind of into that, man. She gives him her address and tells uh, tells him to meet her in a couple hours, and he's out. You know, the, it's that confidence that Barney has. Stinson out, Stinson out. You know, he's he's able to to do a lot of things with that confidence, John. Dude, so much. Oh yeah, it's it's wild. I know you know a thing or two about that. What? Yeah. Don't be giving away my secrets on fucking podcasts. Damn, bro. I'm I'm not editing that out either, folks. Uh, So so back at the bar, Lily is talking about how much of a dick Druthers is is being to Ted. Yeah. Uh, And uh, there's actually, this is where I have a little side note here. All three of them are drinking something different. So Ted has a beer, and and it's a glass again. So it's another draft. Robin has what I'm assuming is a whiskey because it's just like a little rocks glass with something in it. And Lily has a glass of white wine. Interesting. Yeah. I'm just like, that's 
Like, we don't normally see that. Especially wine. Wine is not something you typically see in this show um, outside of, like, a fancy party or whatever. True. You know, when they're just at the or bar. When I was going to say, or sometimes when it's just Lillian uh, Robinson on the apartment. Yeah. When they're at the bar, it's <coughs> almost never. Do you see that? No, well, usually it's like, like I said, usually it's bottled beer and yeah. um, high-end drinks. Yeah. So that's it really stuck out to me. That's why I wrote it down. Uh, so then Robin reveals to Lily that Ted has been working on a building design of his own, uh, which we were talking about before. We saw this happen in uh, Ted Mosby Architect in that episode where, where uh, at the end he shows her the design. So we knew that, that he was doing that, but apparently nobody else knew. Uh, and Lily thinks that he should show this to Druthers. Ted lacks the confidence in himself to do that because he is, as we have said, the villain of his own story. In this instance, though, it's not about him being the villain. It's about Druthers is a real dick. Yeah, I do we think hear he, the way he, know, he, he knows that Druthers just wouldn't listen anyways, no matter what. It's like the, the moment in episode three of Star Wars when Obi-Wan essentially taunts Anakin into hurting himself. By telling him he's got the high ground and there's nothing or uh, nothing Anakin could do, <laughs> and when Anakin tries to defend himself, all he does is fucking put himself in the lower ground position even more. And what happens? Obi Wan fucking dem- uh, demolishes him. He cuts his cuts his shit up. Cuts his shit up. He he slices him like a brick of gouda. That's right, gouda. <laughs> uh, so then we head over to the teacher's place. Where she and Barney have just finished having sex. Barney, Barney thinks it was incredible. Yeah. However, she gives it a C minus. C minus, man. Gives him some solid techniques. Says that his oral presentation was a bit sloppy. You know what's really shitty? Man. Could you imagine just finishing having sex and your partner looks like she doesn't even look at him? Imagine no. not even getting an eye contact and the person you just had sex with was like, Eh. Right? Eh. You're like, what the fuck? And she's like, eh. C minus. C minus. <laughs> oh like, my god. Oh my god. I have the perfect movie reference to describe this. Okay. Your entrance was good. His was better. The difference showmanship. showmanship. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. Oh, man. I guess Barney needed a little bit more showmanship. Uh, so then we head back over to Ted's office. Uh, and this is the scene we were talking about. Ted finishing up the trees. Lily says that uh, he wants to see him. We kind of go in into all that stuff. He goes Which in is- to Druther's office uh, and, and and shows him all this stuff. And he's being a real dick about it. Man. Well, yeah. and But the thing is, is I love how Druther's, first off, explain to me, one, <clears throat> Why would there be brown leaves on a tree? Usually when they're brown, they're dead. They're not on a tree. Yeah. So he's it's, like, oh. It's to, make it, it's to make it so- sound like pubes. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. And I mean, so did Ted. <laughs> but it's like, and I love how he's like, it needs to look like a brown thicket. It just needs to rise up out of this brown. <laughs> out of this out of this brunette bush. This bushy brunette. Like, I'm like, I get it. And I mean, I wholly understand what they're doing at this point. Yeah. I don't understand how Druthers is so oblivious. I think, I don't think he is oblivious. My personal thing is, is that he knows exactly what he's doing. But if he passes it off like he doesn't, somebody will build it at some point and not even think twice about it. And there will be this giant dick that he put there. (laughs) That would be pretty epic. And then when somebody's like, oh, who designed this uh, like atrocious building? Well, Hammond Druthers. Oh, Hammond Druthers. The people who did these other like 29 perfectly fine buildings? You can't convince me Hammond Druthers built this one giant dick. <laughs> yeah. That's a penis. <laughs> That's a penis. <laughs> Oh man, we're getting there. We are getting there. Um, so as as Ted is in Druthers' office, uh, Druthers turns around and notices that his baseball, signed three times by Pete Rose, is missing. 
And then Ted goes off. He he, he he's looking for some paints that Lily put away. Uh, he goes into Lily's uh, desk drawer, and that's where he finds the ball, the Pete Rose, Pete Rose, Pete Rose ball. Have you guys seen my baseball? Have you seen my baseball? Pete Rose. Hopefully, Kane doesn't get to him. Oh, I know it's a completely different podcast, folks. I understand that. And Listen. if you don't understand that, then you're not a wrestling guy or girl. The, the sad part is, person. it's like Hammond Brothers <clears throat> makes this baseball out to be like, like the holy grail. Yeah. And I'm like, you tell the average baseball fan you've got a baseball signed by like Pete Rose three times, and they're going to go, so what? I know Pete Rose is like a legendary person in baseball. And I know he had like the most amazing career of his like like he had a really great career mm-hmm. and yet he threw it all the way. Yeah. So does that really make that baseball valuable at that point? Yeah, that's what to me to me is funny is that like Pete Rose kind of disgraced himself. Yeah, with the whole with the whole uh, betting shit that he was doing, and yeah, everything. and uh, it, I don't know when that came out. That information uh, that I don't know, but it was definitely way before this show. Oh, okay, so yeah, that I feel like that makes it had to have been a conscious choice. You know what I mean? Yeah, to specifically choose him, and I think it's you know, because Druthers is such a dick that he would he would think that's not a big deal. True. You know what I mean? I mean, I, like I said, I know Pete Rose is still valuable to a lot of people. Like, I'm not going to take away, like, he is a great baseball person. Dude, but for the I longest just... time, the only reason I even knew his name is because of wrestling. Because of, of getting set on fire by Kane. That's it. He got tombstone by Kane. Or he tombstone never got set by on fire. Kane. Oh, that was Jay. That was Jay. Yeah. Um, uh, but like that's the only reason I knew who he was. Yeah, for yeah, a very got, long time. He got tombstoned at one of the WrestleManias. <laughs> Another WrestleMania, he showed up dressed as a chicken and got tombstoned oh, by Kane. I remember the chicken. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just he's Pete Rose. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I know he's talent. I just don't think he's as valuable as per se a three time signed baseball that goes missing. And what do, does having the same person sign it multiple times add value? I don't think it does. I mean, if I, it does, then I really should be getting my championship belt signed more often. Yeah, you're just I like Matt Hardy twice. You're just like, yo, can you sign this belt three different times? I mean, I would have them sign it with the different years every time I have a meet it. Oh, that's because you you could ink check those kinds of things yeah, and like tell the ink is aged. I suppose. But I mean, yeah, I mean, does that make it? I mean, we're missing the point here. Back to the show. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I still don't think it makes it any more valuable, but that's that's just me. But yeah, so he finds the ball in Lily's uh, desk drawer. Uh, and then uh, I'm assuming Questions it's about it. the next day or maybe later that yeah. night. I'm not sure. Uh, they're at the bar and Ted confronts her, you know, and she admits it. You know, she's like, Straight yeah, I, I took it. And it's because he's being mean. And apparently this is her technique when she was a teacher. Aldrin Justice. Aldrin Justice, man. Uh, And then Robin comes in and Ted tells her what what happened. You know, he's assuming, you know, she'll be just as like shocked as he is. And she's just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Was he was he like being mean or something? Yeah. What? (laughs) Because it's apparently that's Lily's like personal form of, of justice as she does in various situations. And we see it again later on, too. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. does it to the captain. Yeah, she, she does, does it to it, a few people. She does it to the captain. I think she does it to um oh what's her name? Uh I think I think she might do it to Zoe or is it Stella? I don't know, one of them. She, she does it to one of the girls. You're to right. One of, to one of Ted's ladies. Um as well as yeah, as well as to to the captain. Um and then she tells this little story about how she once stole a pair of khakis from the Gap because and the sales the guy, yeah, because the sales guy was rude to Robin, but Robin gave them to Ted. Oh yeah, as yeah. like a as like a birthday gift or something. He's like, oh man, I like those khakis. <laughs> it's her. It's their justice justice khakis. khakis. <laughs> and then Lily says that she left Druthers a note uh, about well, Ted not happy about this at all. The note's pretty funny. I gotta admit. 
when uh I didn't write down what it said, but it was pretty it was pretty damn funny. Because it's like all in the like from the perspective of the ball, as if the ball wrote the oh, note. Yeah. It was it was good stuff. Well, you know what's really funny is because the next scene is when like they address that too. Like he's trying to talk Lillian to give him the ball back. Yeah. And uh <laughs> Druthers walks out of the office with said note. Yeah. And I, I noticed something. His blow up here. Reminds me of a um, Breaking Bad moment where, like, fucking Walter would just lose his shit. Yeah, I I, I could totally see uh, like this, or or uh, you know uh, the dad from the middle just losing his shit on his kids. Yes, <laughs> yes. He I will dude, say though he's so good at those types of things, man. So when they were when Lily was doing her her pleading on why she took baseball. I don't know if you caught this or not, but they were doing one of the things where she was in Druthers' office and they show the baseballs behind him. The one baseball was already missing in the the case. Oh, was it? Yeah. I caught that, and then I had to rewind it to make sure that my eyes weren't fucking with me. (laughs) So it must be that they filmed the scene after the baseball had went missing, but forgot to put it back for the, the flashback. Oops, guys. That's called That's what they call a goof. Uh, but yes, yeah, so Druthers is pissed about this, uh, and he decides that maybe you know, being getting all mad and angry and everything, that's not the way to go. So instead, he threatens to fire three people an hour if the ball isn't returned by the morning. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a way to go, man. Uh, Ted demands, yeah, Ted demands that she returns the ball. She refuses, uh, saying that the only way she'll do it is if he, if Ted shows Druthers his, his building plans. He's not going to do that, and she's not going to return the ball. So uh, he fires her, you know. Unfortunately, you know, she made, she she chose her path. He chose his, and that's just the way it, it kind of goes. She gives him the ball, and, and then just leaves. Yeah, but sadly, this is one of those <laughs> few times where Ted had to do what Ted had to do. Yeah. It's it's risk one or risk many. Yeah. And sooner or later, Lily will get over it. It'll happen. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in between all that, we, we did skip a, a small scene, but I didn't want to, I didn't want to uh, ruin the flow of it. Uh, at the, we're at the apartment. Marshall and Barney are talking about, about the, the cougar. And then, and Barney says, you know, he's determined to tame. Oh yeah, her. yeah. And then we flash over to the bedroom because he gets a he gets another shot, and it's he's still not satisfying her, man. And it's driving him nuts. It's 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 driving him nuts because he just he's so used to just being the the suave guy who can, you know, get the ladies where they got to go. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just not happening. Uh, and so then we go to the he's bar. Trying so hard though. Yeah, he is, man. Like he thinks he's putting a. It almost kind of reminds me of the episode of with the yips. Yeah, like, he's trying with Rhonda. Uh huh. Because that's like the next time that he's he, this kind of thing happens with him. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, k- kudos to Barney for not running into this situation more often. Because mm-hmm. it's a numbers game, really. Like <clears throat> you're you're if you're nailing all these people like you claim you are, you you should be hitting this problem way more often. Oh yeah. So kudos I think to him it's, for it's his sheer amount of confidence that keeps him from having the yips more often. Do you think maybe the other problem is the fact that they are just very well matured women? Maybe. I, I mean, know. like they're not just your common bar slut. <clears throat> they're women who have been like around, like women who know what they want in life. Yeah, maybe. That's very possible. Maybe maybe that scares him a bit. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so then we're at the bar. Marshall and Barney are discussing her, uh, and he's more determined than ever this time. You know, he struck out twice, and he's like, I'm going in again. He's eating a power bar. Then we see him. This is where we get – he's walking up to her door. He's got the, 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 energy, yeah, the energy drinks. Uh, he just chugs the last one, just throws the, the, the cans down, pounds on her door, and like kind of like begs her for another chance. Says he'll do whatever. It takes John, whatever. We'll pull out all the stops. all the stops. Yeah. Uh, so then we go over to Ted's office, 
The team is getting ready to show off the building. Uh, Ted apologizes uh, to Druthers for what Lily did. Uh, to, you know, instead of you know having his friends back and and everything, he's 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 just kind of kissing ass now. Which I I mean I get it's his job and everything, but like he at this moment he still doesn't have any confidence at all yet. No, nope. you know, he does get that here soon, but uh, at the moment not so much. Well, uh, so the thing then, that bothers me. Go ahead. No, no, no. You go ahead. I was just going. Well, no, because you're about to address it, so I'll just bring it up after. Like, okay. Uh, so then the clients walk in, and oh, no, they see. Okay, so yeah, so oh, I yeah. I hate that Druthers is like, oh, someone say Lily was deranged. Oh yeah, and Ted's was, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. He's like, some might say that out loud, and Ted's like, oh yeah, well fuck. This is where he should have at least like you know had Lily's back a little bit, but again, it's a it power is- move on Druthers, like. It's a total power move from him. Oh, 100% it's a power he move. He knows that Ted, at this point, is kind of spineless when it spineless comes to Spineless fucking bitch. Because he needs this job. So he knows that Ted will do whatever the fuck he tells him the to The worst do. part about it is, though, it's all about to backfire in Druthers' face. Oh, yeah, it is. Because like I said, the clients walk in, and they sit down, and the building is revealed. And what does the guy say, John? That's a penis. <laughs> and and I love that Druthers is like, no, no, it's just this big building. And he's like, that's, he goes, I know what I'm looking at. That is a penis. That, dude says the word penis so many times. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, penis <laughs> is one of those few things you can see on TV. Uh, and it's hilarious. And I don't know who this guy, like, I don't know the actor's name. I know I've seen him in some other things, but he is hilarious. Like, it. He's giving like this. He's giving like this deadpan performance. Just like he's not necessarily trying to be funny. He's just he's just reacting the way like a normal person would react. They've never shown you what's under that sheet either. So God knows what the fuck they put in front of him. Yeah. But all we know is what we're told, and it is like a statue of this, like you said, pink marble building with now these browned out trees in front of it and two (laughs) sledge electrical points. It's a fucking giant dick. Yeah, it is. Like, and there's and no if, ands, or buts. It's a dick. <laughs> and it's hilarious. Uh, so they, they're they like, no, nah, we're not we're not doing this. Uh, and they, they get up. They, they go to leave. And Ted looks down at his justice khakis that he's wearing. And he decides, you know what? It's my time. And so he's, he, he's like, he, he tells him to stop. Wait, we have another design. Druthers is like, what, what, what are you doing, Ted? Yeah. Shut up. And he he pulls out the the design that he's been working on and shows them. And fucking shit, man, he gets the job. Hell yeah. Yeah, he does. Uh, so then uh, we're at the bar. Ted is, is talking to Lily up at the bar. And uh, they make up and everything. And she's like, you know what? Because of all that, I'm going to give you these back. And she hands him a handful of screws. Yeah, and then tells him not to sit down in his office chair. <laughs> Like, when the fuck did she take the screws? I don't know. But, dude, it's so petty, but also diabolical, and I love it. Yeah, but it's it's definitely one of those things, though, that would not cross your mind until you go to sit down, and then you're on the fucking ground, and you're wondering how. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I don't even think I would have put two and two together then. I would have just assumed the chair just broke. Yeah. I don't think I would assume that somebody just took fucking screws out of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then Lily reveals that she now knows what she wants to do with her life. And she has decided she's going to be a teacher again. And we see her teaching in a class, in a classroom full of kids again. And she does the whole, uh, like the kids like hitting somebody with. Yeah. He's like an inflatable saxophone. Yeah. She, she does that whole thing where she takes away her, her Aldrin justice. I mean, that works when you're fucking teaching kids and kindergartners and shit like that. You can't just steal somebody's like fucking like in this episode, it's a fucking baseball and later on episodes. It's a crystal fucking ashtray. Yeah. Um, and I can't remember what she steals from someone else, but I know it's like important shit though. Like, like, come on, that's fucking larceny at some point. Well, I mean, we know that she is a like a kind of a klepto. You know what I mean? Yeah, she, yeah. She shoplifts and stuff. We know oh. that. 
Why doesn't she? I don't know. Yeah, no, yeah. We it's just something that we do know about her. Uh, then the episode ends with the gang visiting Barney in the hospital uh, because he had <laughs> dislocated his hip during sex with the cougar, and she gives him a B plus. I mean, <laughs> I, it must have been a hell of a performance, right? Uh, Barney, he's like, no, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna get you that A, Marshall. I'm gonna get you that A. And Marshall's like, let her go, man. Let her go. You know, there's not many people that can fight the cougar and live to tell about it. True statement. <laughs> and then apparently Barney has a slideshow. And there it is. That's Which, the episode. <laughs> I, I don't even want to know what would be on the slideshow. I don't know. I want to know because, like, I don't. She, she doesn't seem like the kind who's going to just let him take pictures. Maybe, but and, I don't know. It's not his setup at home either. So yeah. I mean, it raises a lot of questions. It really does. It really does. But uh, that's season two, episode six, Aldrin Justice. John, what are your uh, final thoughts on the episode? I mean, I love this episode. I, this is one of my, like, I love the the big reveal and the, this is a penis. and This is a, that's a penis. Drummond always pisses me off. So I'm really yeah. glad that, like, we don't get to see him much here, but I know we get to see him later on. And yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, I mean, he's still a dick, even. I, I, I do. I, I really like this episode for what it is, though, because then, you know, it is, it brings Lily back to her path of being a teacher and all that wonderful shit. So, yes, sir. Uh, Not but, much of yeah. Eric in this ep- or uh, Marshall in this episode, though. That yeah, I mean, and that could just be because they knew that the next episode was going to be very Marshall centric. True, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it's it, there's definitely not not much of him. Most of it's just him talking to Barney, and that you know what I mean. Yeah, pretty much all that he gets. I just thought it was weird when I watched the episode. I'm like, oh, there's not much of Marshall in this episode at all. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was like, really. damn. Yeah. You know, we're going to get a lot of them in the next one, guys. So that's fine. Through. All right. So it is that time, folks. One of your favorite times. It is time for Barney's blog. That's right. That's right. I hope you had uh, your suit dry cleaned recently because it's time to put that shit on. I fucking haven't had my suit dry cleaned in a while. I mean, like, I wore it once, got it dry clean, then it's been oh. hanging in its bag. It's hanging and banging, you know. Hanging said, and banging. <laughs> I'm not saying hanging and banging. I know I did, and I think it's a good line. You should start using it. I don't know what you'll use it for, but you should start oh, using it. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. <laughs> hanging and banging. Why do I record with you? Because it's hilarious and you love it. That is exactly why. You know it. It's fucking crazy. All right. So this uh, edition of Barney's blog... Uh, the entry is titled Huntin' Coog. Huntin' Coog. That's all it's saying there. Uh, so, written Tuesday, October 24, 2006, at 11.33 a.m. Uh, I he's a morning blogger. He is, man. He wakes up, he does his blog, and he gets, gets all up into it. So, this one, uh, he kind of talks about how, you know, he, he met a cougar, you know, and kind of goes into a, a little bit of that. Um, he talks about, he says, uh, a cougar is an attractive, sex-crazed, middle-aged woman, usually found prowling airport bars and smoky pool halls in search of nubile flesh. Uh, then he, he goes on to say, he's like, make no mistake about it, a cougar hunts you. But a seasoned cougar hunter knows how to play to, the, to uh, his advantage. Bagging a cougar is one of the most enjoyable sporting feats a young man can accomplish. But it is rife with peril and dangers untold. And uh, he says, uh, below is my overview of the great beast. Use it. Here's to safe and happy cougar hunting. He gives a, a small list of some popular cougar dens, as he calls them. Uh, five locations. He's got Maddie's Sail Loft in Marblehead, Massachusetts. Okay. Uh, West Custgo, uh, the West Custigo Inn in Yarmouth, Maine. Uh, have we have we checked to see if any of these places are real? I don't know. There is one that I'll say at the end that I know is is real. Uh, Fair. We'll, we'll get there, and I'll, I'll I'll tell you why I'm saving it for the end. Uh, Fair. Uh, then there's Dempsey's in East Meadow, New York. Then there's okay. the Fox and Hound in Cleveland, Ohio, Ooh. and then there's this one, which is about a half an hour away from where I am right now. And that's the Darwins in Syracuse, New York. <laughs> yeah. 
I thought that was well. Hilarious. If you don't take yourself a drive over to the Darwins and at least scope it out once, I'm going to be really sad. Yeah, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, then he he includes uh, like a little sketch of an actual cougar, like like the cat version of yeah. a cougar. Uh, and he's got certain parts of it uh, labeled uh, A through uh, A through E, and then he gives some descriptions here. So uh, A is nails. It says long, manicured, and often painted fire engine red. The cougar keeps her nails sharp enough to ensnare her prey. In the bedroom, she uses these claws for enjoyable yet tissue scarring back scratching. Woo! Yeah. That's a B, good time. yeah, man. B is skin. Cougars are notorious for keeping their pelts soft and inviting. You might believe you're cuddling a cub before realizing you're actually stroking the coat of a ferocious womanal. It's like woman and Fair. animal together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, a womanal. Or w- w- womaninal, I don't know. <laughs> then c- yeah, something like that. Uh, C is tail. A cougar will use her tail to attract prey often flaunting it with a perfectly timed cell phone or key drop. She shakes her tail in, in a cunning fashion to distract you from her wrinkly eyes and thinning hair. Okay. That's actually uh, not a yeah. bad... Yeah. Then we got uh, D is legs. Shapely and attractive, a cougar's legs are one of her most desirable yet dangerous weapons. She uses her muscular legs in the bedroom to choke the life out of you. Then the next day uses those same glorious limbs to reach the pedals on her minivan as she drives away. It's God's design. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I love the I love the idea of it choking the life out of you. Like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, sir. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> then E is uh, the last one is her face. A cougar masks her face with makeup and other facial products in an effort to camouflage the ill effects of aging. The eyes, beautiful and hidden under a heavy coat of mascara, dart around the room, scoping her habitat for suitable, unsuspecting fare. The ears twitch with each sound, on alert for the rustling of a leaf or the chuckle of a younger man. Ooh. Yeah, and there it is, folks. That was Barney's blog. For oh, okay, so now to tie up the blog, I'm going to ask you one simple question. All right. Have you ever had a cougar? No, but I could have. We, uh, a friend of ours, mom, back in the day, I think you know. Oh my God, I know exactly where that story is going. Yeah, uh, who was down to clown, uh, but I was young enough to where I wasn't, um, I was still super shy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, at this age, I'd have been down, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, I, I think I was. I don't know how old we were at the time. Oh God, dude, we it was before we were twenty one. Yeah, we so might like, have been only like eighteen, nineteen at the time. Yeah, she she was down to clown, and I could have. It probably would have been fun, but you know, is what it is. Oh wait, no, <laughs> no, it was earlier than that. No, we I, we weren't. In, I don't think we were in high school still. I'm pretty sure I, we were. Dude, no, I was still living in Dunkirk. No, we definitely we- weren't in high school. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so then we were probably like 20. Yeah. Because we definitely weren't 21 yet at that point. No, no. I was thinking, yeah, probably like 19, 20. Oh, man. Yeah. Damn. Those were the good years. (laughs) Well, that's the only, uh, that was the only opportunity that I ever had. I don't know about you. I'm not going to, I I can't say. I'm going to plead the fourth and drink. Well, Well, you can say a yes or a no. Yes. All right. There it is, folks. There it is. Uh, So, yeah. That's uh, all I got for uh, Season 2, Episode 6, Aldrin Justice. John, uh, tell them where they can find you on the internet. I mean, I'm always at the same place, same time, same bat channel. Hop on over here to Simply Saying It J1 on Twitter. Uh, corresponds with my blog and my podcast, and uh, it all wraps together in some silly, twisted, demented way that I find a sick pleasure in. Um, you can find Josh on Twitter at JP Rayner. That's J-P-R-A-Y-N-O-R. That's true. You can also find it. it right down here at Movie Blog Merc. That is the Twitter page for my site, Merc with a Movie Blog. Uh, be sure if you are watching the video on the Merc with a Movie Blog YouTube channel to uh, hit that like button, smash that subscribe button, and click that little bell so Hell you get yeah. notified for every video that we drop. Uh, be sure to check out 
the How I Met Your Father reviews that we drop every Friday yeah. uh, as well. So be sure uh, to be on the lookout for that. And follow us right here at Last Call, H-I-M-Y-M on Twitter. Leave your thoughts about the episodes. We'd love to hear it. Be sure to, uh, if you want to have a review uh, read out loud, go over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Leave a five-star. We'll read that. You can also head over to anchor.fm slash last call h-i-m-y-m and leave a voice message and we will play that live on air oh, yeah, we well we uh, want to so, hear from you people let us know what's good yes so once again that is at last call h-i-m-y-m on twitter be sure to check us out there uh and that's about all i got for him john what do you got for him listen people i say it once i'll say it a thousand times you don't have to go home but you can't listen here that's right folks catch you next time <laughs>